0: This is Steen to Live the Dream and today we're talking about the fact of a lot of us have purpose calling and we don't know where that is. We lost it when we were a child. We used to dance, we used to sing, we used to do all of the things that we were passionate about but we lost it when we became an adult and started adulting. But there's still that gnawing in our gut, a gnawing in our spirit, that gnawing desire because our mind is telling us, we can't stay here, but we don't know how to get out. I'm that person that's going to help you from the gestation to help you birthing that thing that is your purpose through mindset, emotional, social, physical, spiritual, and financial help in order to lead you into the walk of the fullness of achieving what you are called to do. This is Tajma McCameron. Catch you now. Steam to live the dream. Hello and welcome to Steam to Live the Dream. This is your host, Taj McCameron, and today's episode we're talking about meeting in the middle. Meeting in the middle. What could that possibly mean? I was sitting last night thinking about this before I started to drift off to sleep. Have you ever been in a situation where you had the opportunity to cross paths with somebody that you never would cross paths with? That's the beginnings of the process of meeting in the middle. We are in a season right now that we're in the midst of divine appointments, divine alignments, divine collaborations. The right people are coming at the right time in the midst of our seasons. So what is the... Divine alignment to me in the middle. I'll use it as an example like this. A few years back, I was in a situation where I was going through a rough season. To me, I felt like I was in a low. A lot of Christian pastors would call it, you're in a valley. When you're in a valley you feel like you're all the way at the bottom. Can't nobody see you. Can't see the mountaintop. Can't see nobody. You're in the valley. You can't get out. You're in your wilderness. Some people call it dark night of the soul. Whatever they want to call it. But You're going through this process. You're being processed. During processing season, you don't really have any interaction with much of anything or anybody that you ever really want to interact with. You're being processed through. You're going through dealing with certain experiences that you wouldn't deal with anyway or any other way. I direct to you there's a bunch of people in your lives and you could probably name them on one to two hands that if they had the opportunity to go through a full true hardcore wilderness season they'd have gave up in the first five minutes of that wilderness because They don't like being put in hard places. But I digress. I was in a hard place. But in in that hard place, I was processing and going through the motions of the things that I needed to do one of the ministers I listen to happens to call it like when you're going through your wilderness or your date with destiny that you have to make the choice that you're going to process through it at the right pace. A lot of us don't process through our season and we end up staying in a place longer than we should. But In the midst of this, I found myself entering or re-entering a place or a position where I was moved to another experience, shall you say. In that experience... I ended up crossing paths with a young woman. As we began to have a conversation, I found out that she had been in an experience prior to ending up in the scenario that we were discussing, and she actually had had a higher position of access. What does this look like? let me pull out my Christian bag the story of Joseph Joseph was a young man that ended up in a circumstance that he opened his mouth about a dream, desire, or project in which he was interested in pursuing he opened up his mouth with family members Because he said that he saw himself in an experience that he was overseeing his family. And his family looked at him like, how dare you think that you are going to be an overseer to us. Not to mention, all of his siblings didn't like him because he was the favorite child of the family. So, they ended up throwing him in a pit. But, there's an old saying, make a pit for your brother, fall in it for you, fall in yourself. So, in the midst of it, one of the brothers decided that they were going to go help this said brother. But before he had a chance to help him, the other brothers sold him into slavery. Anybody got family members that would literally sell you up the river if it meant getting rid of you? does <laughs> this look like? Get a job, any job, any job, anywhere. Just get one. <laughs> I don't care if you're skilled in it. I don't care whatever it is. Does it pay? Take it. will threaten you, bombard you, and what have you in order to get you to get and when I digress in the midst of the process Joseph goes into this slavery phase where he's sold into slavery he ends up working for her master and ends up at Potiphar's house Potiphar is a highly well-known king, emperor, pharaoh, what you? in this scenario. It's like, let's put it in modern day terms. What if you were sold up the river or were put into, I don't know, military draft or something that You were involuntarily ended up in but after you got to where you were going you ended up working under an extremely rich person that's what he ended up doing but in the midst of that experience Potiphar's wife decided that she wanted him She was attracted to him, she desired him, and in the midst of her desire for him, she accused him, when he refused to take on her advances, of rape. Which then, after she ripped his robe, which to me... Let's take a moment and observe this. If you're the one that's being accused of raping the person, how is it that your clothes got ripped but their clothes didn't? But they the ones that, that you're the one that hurt them? They're in perfectly aligned contact with themselves. Nothing's wrong with them. They look perfectly fine but you're the one that looked messed up. I guess that could be the fact that they attacked you would you put some advance toward them but it still was backwards. Anyway, Joseph ended up in the dungeon in prison because Potiphar was smart. Potiphar when the story was told to him by his wife, Potiphar actually took a moment. And if you look at any retelling of the story, even uh the animated version, he tells his wife tells him and tries to fall all in his lap and stuff, and he turns around and looks at Joseph like, "She really expect me to believe this?" But Due to the fact that he was in such a high demanded power in the land, he knew that he couldn't allow the observation of him to be presented that he was soft or that he would let go something even if it was an accusation. So, he ended up putting him in the dungeon anyway. But in the midst of him being put in the low place, if you end up in a prison scenario, there ain't no place you wanna end up. Let's just be for real. But in the midst of that experience, he ends up meeting a butcher and a baker, or something like that. No, not a butcher, a baker, and a candlestick maker. Ha, ha 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 ha! But an actual chef and a baker, or something like that. They'd been thrown into the dungeon for various reasons. Probably because that woman accused them of doing something too. But they ended up in there anyway. But in the midst of ending up in there, both of them had dreams. And in the midst of having these dreams, they turn around and told Joseph what these dreams were. Because Joseph was a dreamer and he knew how to interpret dreams. He actually took their dreams and told them what those dreams um, were going to look like. Manifested. Because they didn't know. What does this look like in reality? Like, what kind of cross-plane way does this look? This looks like, let's say... mm, You get a job in a job you didn't want. It's a very low-level job. You hate the work. on and so forth but two other people end up working in the same cubicle area or factory location line that you work on that happened to be working for somebody in a high-end position I'll explain the story like this I knew a pastor once and he told this story that he was working at the sizzler Anybody remember Sizzler? I don't I remember Sizzler. Does Sizzler even still exist? Especially now? With all the. I right. He worked at the Sizzler. And it was his last day at the Sizzler. He was going with. I don't know whether he quit or he was just stepping from his position. It was his last day. He was tired being at the Sizzler. In the midst of it, he comes across this guy. Guy sitting at the table, in of the conversation, and the guy tells him, I work for a production company. Says, he says, Oh, really? And he gives the guy random advice about whatever. He said, Man, that advice is good. Look, take my card. I might actually call you about a position or what have you. And the guy's like, Okay, fine. That's what an appointment looks like. So the guy goes to church that night and he's down to his last, he knows he needs to move so on and so forth he's actually debating, praying with the Lord like look, I'm down to my last should I sow this or should I pay my rent and he made the smart decision of deciding to pay his rent and paying a realistic seed that night because let me let you know as a giver, when you're a giver you have a tendency to be a give backer and when you're a give backer you have a tendency that you'll throw it all in the pot if if you feel like it's going to make a difference because you don't ever want to be challenged on your giving <laughs> can't nobody challenge you when you're giving getting back to the point of the story within the story he gave what he was supposed to give that night he gets called back he needs to move he's got everything in order to do one thing but not another I meaning he didn't have a job in place but he knew he needed to move the house was in order but he didn't know how he was going to continue to pay the payments for it because he didn't have a job to pay to, to pay it because yes he just walked off his job he had enough to make the shift but he didn't know how to sustain it so but after sewing whatever CD, he sold that night in honor and obedience, he gets a phone call from said guy. They were, went to the scissor on his last day. He ends up getting a physician working at this company that he has access to celebrities at all times. He said he met Denzel Washington. He met this person. He met that person. He, he met that person. I don't know whether it was in a production studio or what have it he was crossing left, right, kind of left, right, and with. And it wasn't one of those types of jobs that you're in a high position where these people are going to highly respect you, but you're in a position where they, you just, they just pass you as they're going. But you had that kind of access to them. Another scenario is a young woman. She worked at a mall. She was, uh... She worked at a makeup kiosk or something like that. But this was in a high, high affluent area. And in this particular mall, a lot of celebrities have a tendency to travel in and out. I know of this because even in my own hometown, there was a mall downtown years ago that uh, whenever celebrities came in town for concerts, they would go into that mall. It didn't seem like it was the type of mall that most people go in, but they said celebrity went into that mall. But that's what I'm talking about. Go getting back into the story, Joseph gave those two a dream interpretation. One ended up being killed for after the dream interpretation came out to being right. The other one ended up being promoted, which was his right frame for his part of the dream that was interpreted. Fast forward, he said, if I tell you this, you have to, uh, when you get out of here, please let the person know or come back and get me, and what have you. Time went by. One month turned to two months. Two months turned to six months. Six months turned to one year. One year turned to two years. Two years turned into three years. He's still sitting there nurturing the little twig tree that turned into a little fern type tree that ended up being uh, the baby form of a tree. Side note wilderness season nine times out of ten the lord's going to give you an assignment that you're meant to nurture and grow throughout that period of time build it nurture it water it continue to build it create it maybe it looks like A series of plans that could turn into a conglomerate company or a series of streams of income that could turn into a financial base. But whenever you're in that wilderness season, you better work that. Work that hard. Anyway. He ends up. One day the door is open. He's been in there for three years and he's dragged out, cleaned up, and propelled into the main room of the new pharaoh. The new pharaoh needs dream interpreted. How did he find out? Well, the cook that survived said when the pharaoh needed the dream interpreted, oh, I used to know this dude, and he, he's actually in your dungeon. He's been in there for about three years. I forgot I was supposed to say something to the last Pharaoh before he. But my point being, <laughs> he's down there. You can ask him. Pharaoh <laughs> went down and he went and asked him. Low please. So, what ended up happening is somebody crossed his path. That was able to tell somebody else about his existence. That got him out of prison. There's another story in the Bible that also speaks of a man who was lame in both legs. His nursemaid dropped him when he was a young child and broke both of his legs. That's actually one of the saddest things I've ever heard of in my entire life. But my point being is the young man was laying in both legs and thought his life meant nothing anymore. He didn't think he was going to do anything. He was left out in the middle of nowhere in this Lodabar area. But what he didn't know was that his father had become best friends with the guy that replaced his grandfather. as king of the land. So when he wasn't even expecting it, he was in a low place. This man came seeking this boy out. Scared man half to death because he's like, Whoa, what you mean? This is the king. And not only that, he knew my father and my grandfather and both of them ended up dead to die. last time I checked. This guy might try to kill me. What are you talking about? I need to go see him. So he was taken to go see him. And when he walked into that room, he was thinking, oh God, they're going to behead me. They're going to kill me. When they put him at this guy's feet, because he couldn't even walk to the guy because he was lame in both legs. They put him at his feet and the man said, could you please sit him back up because I want to just have a conversation with him. And he's like, well, what's going on? Well, I don't. How am I here? What's this room? What in the world? And the guy says to him, I knew your father and your father was my best friend. He saved my life on multiple occasions and I wanted to know if there was any living relatives in relation to your father because I wanted to bless that person what getting back to Joseph and the dream Joseph interpreted the dream when he did guess what he was exalted to one of the highest positions in the uh, king's court Feral Court at the time, which positioned him, and not only that, he ended up marrying. <laughs> look how God works. He married the daughter of the woman that accused him of rape. Look how that works. And had children with her, which positioned him in the position that led to the fulfillment of the vision that he had of his family members bowing at his feet because his family members ended up in a famine and had to come straight to his house to get help. Point! You can end up in a low place. You do not know how you're going to get out of your low place. I was in a dark place. Did not know how I was going to get out of that dark place, and I had a cross-up or a run-in with a woman who allowed me the ability to get my photos done. We ended up talking, and we were so compatible and so alike personality-wise. Uh artistically design wise she encouraged me I made some moves at the time which did not pan out but the access was opened to me at the time I can actually go back even now to see what I can do about that which I might add that into my business plan or something to do but um ended up she encouraged me and matter of fact, truly, the very thing that I've been debating about as of recently was the last thing that we talked about she said that uh, she thought I needed to get back into the very thing that I went to college for and I was like I, uh, I've been having feelings but when the Lord calls you to something you have to obey because sometimes when he asks you to obey a situation, he may be trying to reposition you for favor that you're thinking you're going to have to do all the work manually yourself. And he like, just accept, I'll send the runners to go help you. Amen. But I ran across this person. She had had access. She f- photographed X, Y, and Z people in high-end places. But had we not ended up in the scenario that we had ended up in, I would not have never crossed her path. And I was in a low place at the time, but she had to be brought down lower than where she had been from the access she had had in order for her to be able to cross my path. Why do I say this? I said all of that to say this. We are in a season of collaboration. And sometimes the Lord may not bring a person all the way down low, but he may bring them off their pedestal. To come across your path. To open a door for you. That wouldn't normally be opened to you. Had you not, or had they not come down a few pegs from where they were, cross your path what does this look like this looks like you having a random path crossing with a celebrity ask me how I know I don't tell this story often but I remember one day and this is an honest honest truth I remember one day I was um with a friend of mine we were in the subway she was coming up the stairs and she's an older woman but she carries a lot of heavy things I couldn't carry the bag that she had I bless God for her every day that she's able to do that (laughs) and she was struggling to get the bag up the steps and I was standing at the top of the steps looking down at her carrying the bag and I'm like God I wish I could carry it but I can't and I've I'm looking at her, and this young man comes past and says, hold on, help! let me help you with that. Now, I was in New York at the time, and I, I don't particularly know people on TV that often, but this young man goes and he grabs her bag. He's coming up the steps, and I actually get a good look at his face, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why do I know this guy? This guy was an actor that played on one of my favorite, favorite, favorite television shows, but I hated the character's guts that he played on this show. But later on, he got one of the starring roles in a show on HBO, not named Entourage, yeah. This man was standing in front of me right in that moment. I'm like, wait a minute. And see, this is how I knew I knew I was right. Because when I said, hey, aren't you? He got, he looked me in the face and he saw that I recognized him. And he said, oh, I got to go. He puts her bag down and he starts walking real fast in the opposite direction. But I knew what I saw and that was confirmation to me oh my god I actually just ran into a actor second situation that occurred somebody could say this but I'm going to say this often as I possibly can and I will always say that this was what happened I had just come out of my building that morning in prayer about five minutes before I walked out. I always ask the Lord to surprise me on certain times. I was going to meet my friend for church that morning, at her church. I had stopped by the bank before I left. So I was leaving out the front door. I would have come out the side door, but the door wasn't open. So I was coming up and out the bank. I turned the corner and walking down the street, it was a street that I don't normally walk down and it was I was admiring the cafes and so on and so forth it's New York you want to enjoy yourself when it's out and it was in the main thoroughfare of everything, over by 34th street and all that type of stuff and I'm walking down the street and I hear this voice I'm like thinking to myself man that guy sound like that's so I of this And I was just like, nah, I turn around, see this guy coming. I'm walking one way, this person's walking towards me, but this person is on the phone. I'm looking, I'm like, no, and I'm listening to the guy talk on the phone, I'm like, and now I wear glasses, so I can't really see when I see a person coming towards me, I can't really make out their face, but... I'm listening to the voice and I'm like that sounds like Denzel Washington. Guy walks straight past me now this is during COVID time and a lot of people had on masks but for some reason he didn't. I guess because he was shooting in the area or something but dude walks right past me. I'm not I'm saying within five inches past me talking on the phone kept on walking walked right past me I'm like what? Was that time the no one so that was my secondary celebrity experience that's all I have to say I've had some experiences I've met politicians i met even the controversial one that's going through some things on the news right now in person several years ago twice um uh, my nice Kurt Schmoke, I even met Jesse Jackson when I was two years old, my parents have always told me that story, my dad still remembers me being picked out, picked up at a convention by Jesse Jackson, said all that to say this, you never know who you're going to meet, when you're going to meet them, and how God's going to position them to cross your path, when it's your season, it's your time, it's your time to shine, you're going to cross people's path that you would think that, and most people would say, How the heck did you have the opportunity to cross that person's path? I don't know, but guess what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to walk through that experience because that's what God led me to, how huh? He's blessed me think I'm not because you never know what kind word you can say to a person that later on is going to turn around and bless you I've had the opportunity to message a couple different celebrities and a lot of people take for granted the opportunity to have the ability to have an access point to a celebrity because they become so self-absorbed about their thing that they don't realize that there's a point of contact there I had the opportunity to message reach out to what have you three or four different celebrities and in the process I didn't ask them for anything. All I did was admire them for something that they did that touched my life. And I gave them accolades for it in appreciation to what they've done. Sometimes, in certain seasons of your life, you're going to do something for somebody that's going to come back around and bless you with an opportunity to have access to somebody something a situation a scenario and or person that's going to be able to give you a seat at the table for the situation and opportunity that you need to be positioned for don't ever take for granted the opportunity to say a kind word to somebody even if that somebody is a celebrity a lot of people get self-absorbed with the fact that these people are on high pedestals. But I very, this is my warning to you and my last note in this broadcast. If you ever have the opportunity to go on a celebrity's Instagram and just say a kind word to them. A Twitter, a social media account. You don't know what word you will say to somebody that would be the word that they needed. I remember the very same pastor that told the story about ending up going from the Sizzler to a production company where he was crossing celebrities' paths left, right, and sideways. I had the opportunity to send him an email. I emailed him a prayer that I had prayed for him on an artistic card that I had created sent it to his Facebook page I didn't think much of anything of it when I sent it because I sent it to all of the ministers that I listened to at the time to be just a prayer for each and every single one of them and and all of them uh, appreciated it when I sent it but when he responded which I actually wasn't expecting him to do he responded back and said, I thank you so much for this prayer because at the time that you sent this prayer, me and my wife were going through X, Y, and Z at the time and your prayer really blessed us. Don't you ever, I repeat this again, don't you ever take, not take the opportunity to say something kind to a person that may be in a high position because you don't know i'm gonna repeat that again you do not know the kind word you say to them today one two three five months seven months two years seven years later you may actually physically cross their path and not know why this person said hey i want to bless you today and you're like oh my god this is xyz person they remembered you. I had this happen to me several times on occasion. I would be at church and people would come up to me and said, I wanna bless you cause you blessed me. I said, I blessed you, when did I bless you? You gave me your seat when I, my legs were hurting too bad that I couldn't, uh, walk that night and no plant, nobody else would give me a seat and you gave me a seat i want to bless you today you gave me this encouragement on this day you may not remember it but your encouragement did x y and z for me you said x y and z to me on this day x y z you do not know how your kindness can bless somebody else in a high place that when you need somebody to pull you out of a low place, that person that you least suspected will be the one to come back to you and say, I want to bless you. Let me help you. Let me get off my high horse. That is what meeting in the middle looks like. This is a season of opening doors, collaborations, alignments, divine appointments, divine assignments, divine collaborations. When I tell you, if you have the opportunity, do not mess it up to bless somebody else. Even if they're in a high place that you think that they would be too haughty to receive you. Just say something kind because you don't know what they're going through in the moment that you say it will be the open door in the season you need an open door that will change your whole life. Bless somebody. I'm going to get off my horse because I was not expecting to minister today. But that's where my head was at. I love you with the love of Jesus. This has been Meet in the Mill. From Steam to Live the Dream, this is Todd McCameron. I pray love over your life, that the Lord brings you the best love of your life, peace upon your everyday, the faith to grab hold of situations, scenarios, and opportunities. And that the Lord may bless you and bless you. Blessings upon blessings. That blessings overflow in your life. That blessings come forth, overtake you and chase you down. In the name of Jesus. That's my spiel. Love you. Peace. Hello, this is Taj McCameron, and I'd like to discuss tonight about something that has become close to my heart Kingdom Creative Connective Collective. This is my new community. In it, we are offering you the opportunity to come into a community where you will learn you will grow you will find support you will find content you will find encouragement enlightenment empowerment and it'll be a safe space for you to express your feelings and get the intellectual understanding of things that you may not understand about the very industries that you're desiring to go into. How so? A lot of people look at the industries, whether it be fashion, whether it be music, entertainment, acting, dancing, singing, whatever it is. They all have a viewpoint of what it looks like. Oh, it looks like it's fun. Oh, it looks like it's what have you then there's also the fact of some understand that it is hard work, but there's another side to it. It's that third wall. It's the fact of the matter that it's more than just being hard work. It's the fact that you're going into a space, a place, and an experience that you don't have understanding of. It's understanding the fact that you're going into an uncharted territory and the people there know better how to operate it than you do. And the fact of the matter is, it's like you're going into a den of wolves. It's like you're seeing a bunch of wolves in sheep's clothing. There are people in those industries that will smile in your face and eat you up in the next second. You need to know how, which way to go, and where. And this is my heart. Several years ago, I saw a video on YouTube about a young woman. She was vlogging about having had been in the industry. And how she went in with the best intentions in the world to get and to help other people. She was going to be a model, a role model, and do all of these types of things. She got in there and somebody caught her up. They promised her the world and led her into a lifestyle that she was not appreciative of And it took her some time to get out and she was in the middle of her healing process. But I saw this woman crying her eyes out and I said to myself, if I ever had the opportunity, how could I help somebody else? The creative kingdom, creative, connective, collective is that opportunity. It's the opportunity to bring people together, get them focused on what it is that is the real importance of what you're trying to do, how you're trying to do it, knowing what that purpose is, sticking to that purpose And not swaying on your ethical and moral boundaries when you start to see change in your life. Understanding that you have to remain aware of your parameters at all times. Understanding that what it is that you're walking into is uncharted territory and you have to have people around you that are going to protect you some of the most influential entertainers you see in those industries if you ever really closely listen to their stories what is the first thing they already always say i had a team of people i had my mom i had my dad I had family members that were supporting me. I had a team of people, of friends, close friends, boyfriend, whatever it was. But they had people around them that were watching their back while they were growing. And the reason they were able to be successful is they had those people to be the jumping board. You listen to people like Alicia Keys, where she said that she was Uh, in a relationship with somebody and they went in together and between that relationship I think her mother and I think it was a, a uncle or cousin all three of them together protected her when she was going in and then the people that were in there that she came across that mentored her or walked with her kept her on the straight and narrow and that's why she's still able to be in the industry the way she is because she had the walls of the people that were protecting her you can't just go in there blind with no protection you will get run over know what it is understand the way that it works ins and outs most people don't know the simple things, the fact that you sign a contract, you owe that money back to the company, and every time you sit up there and you pay for a lavish dinner and pay for a lavish this and I pay for a lavish that, that's coming out of the money that they gave you. Even if they're going to dinner with you, they're they're using your credit card that they put money on in order to pay for that dinner, not their credit card. They're using your money every time you go out. You want to go in a limo? You want to? Do, they're using your money that you're borrowing from the company to pay for that, and then you owe that money back to them. There's so many little tips and twisted tricks. Uh, the V8 Summit. Before they had the V8 Summit this year, last year when they were. Setting up to do the V8 Summit, there were some little uh, contractual agreements in the contract that were uh, stipulations that could mess up a performer if they were unable to perform the shows. in the case that the V8 Summit was canceled due to what's going on in our society. You have to be able to read between the lines and you have to have people around you that are going to protect you know what, where, and how you can operate in these places. That's what the, that's what the kingdom creative, connective, collective is. It's a place that you will learn, that you'll be able to talk about these things, ask questions. You'll be able to, uh, work together. And, um, We're also in the process right now of uh, working on Clubhouse. I've had the opportunity to be in Clubhouse rooms with people that are in these industries and listen to conversations where I learn even more of this stuff. What I plan to do is connect to those groups. And it's like, it's going to be a place that you will be able to learn and to grow. That's what the Kingdom Creative Connective collective is all about it's a safe place for you to learn and we hope to grow it to a point that it's not only the safe place for you to learn but a creative community that you will be able to find collaborate and connect with the people that you will walk into these industries with and they will become your safety net and your safety circle so that when you go in you're not going in alone That's my point for this. So if you want to join the kingdom, creative, connective, collective, find us on Facebook. Search out the Facebook group and under Steam to Live the Dream, the Facebook page, I believe, there is a group for the kingdom, creative, connective, collective Stay on top of the articles, but we're currently right now working on the website membership and having a containment area for you guys to actually communicate and hang out. If you're interested, come join us as the kingdom, creative, connective, collective. Until then, see you soon. Hello, this is Steam to Live the Dream, and I wanted to take this time to help anybody that may be struggling in this time and in this season you've decided that you have an idea, you have a thought, you have something that you're ready, willing to want to get out in this season, and you need just a little bit of help to get it out there, come reach out to me because I now have a podcasting course available that is going to help you, show you, lead you in the right direction into how to set up everything that you will need to know for setting up a podcast in this season in order to create a revenue stream that can make you money from years to come. Tap into me. This is Dean to live the dream. Bye-bye.